This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open! James Young! I only play the slots because you know what they say scared money don't make money and I got scared money Rodgers to the end zone caught for the touchdown James Jones John Gruden has not coached since 2008 so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level you know and it's just Cali swag Raider Nation, what is going on? You are listening to Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our friends at betonline.ag. I'm Fallon Smith with my guy, James Jones. What's going down? Another week and another mouthful of food when we start this podcast. You already know. It's podcast time, lunchtime. <laughs> lunchtime, podcast time. Lunchtime, podcast time. But no, no cup of noodles this time. It looks like you're going the healthy route with some tuna. Yeah, man, it's hard on me, man. You know, if I usually I eat bad when I could go to the gym or something and work out, but you know, with all this coronavirus, I can't go nowhere. And so I got to try to eat right. So I'm over here eating some tuna since I can't get me no weightlifting and all that in. But I'm trying to do right because I can't just go. I can't just go out and jog. I'm not a jogger, so that is that's <laughs> not gonna happen. I ain't no runner or walker, so you know I need to be in the weight room. So if I can't do that, can't play no basketball or nothing. I just got to eat some tuna. Are you um, doing at least some body weights at home circuits, some stuff like that? I, I try. I do a couple push-ups every now and then. <laughs> it's but not man, the same. I, it's yeah, not the I same. Ain't training, I ain't training for nothing now. If I was in, still in the league or something training, yeah, I'd probably be doing some stuff, jogging, running or something, some push-ups and all that. But I ain't training for nothing. Shoot, how do you think I feel? I'm 30 weeks pregnant. And I can't go to the gym, so I just feel like I'm getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But I am going on walks. But you are in the best situation. That's the biggest and best excuse right there. I'm <laughs> pregnant. I can sit here and eat and do whatever I want, I know, man. You know me. I'm too vain to get, like, really big uh, and fat. So. Just embrace Embrace it. Okay, I'll try. I'll try. Well, um, this is the third episode dropping in less than a week. I did a couple bonus episodes breaking down all the Raiders free agent moves, but we have not gotten JJ's takes yet. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, plus, we will discuss if JJ is still sticking with his strategy in the first round of the draft for the Raiders. But first, we finally have contract numbers for two guys we didn't have over the weekend. Marcus Mariota. And Nelson Aguilar. Now, I said the numbers will be a telltale sign uh, about what the Raiders think of them and the impact that they believe they will have um, on the team this upcoming season. So let's start with quarterback Marcus Mariota, because we know that's where the drama is at these days. Got the whole NFL talking. So the Raiders signed Mariota to a two-year, $17.6 million contract 
Only seven and a half million of it is guaranteed. And that seven and a half million dollars is actually his base salary for 2020. Now for 2021, he has a $10 million base salary and a $100,000 workout bonus. And overall, this contract has a bunch of incentives and escalators built into the contract um, in regards to playing time and team success, wins, etc. And the deal has the potential, with these escalators, for Mariota to make nearly $20 million more. So over $37 million in total. Again, this is only if he becomes a starter and has success, you know, wins, playoffs, etc., Now, of course, Raider Nation is split when it comes to Derek Carr. You got the haters saying, yep, Mariota will be the starter. Bye-bye, D.C. You know, he's going to do to Carr what Ryan Tannehill did to him. And then you have the Carr supporters, including myself, who are saying, you know, they paid Mariota like a premium backup quarterback. And, of course, they had to put incentives in there. If I'm Mariota, I don't sign unless that's the case. And just for comparison, folks... Mariota, a former number two overall pick, gets $7.5 million in his first year, right? That is pretty comparable to what premium backups get paid. You look at 2019, Teddy Bridgewater, $7.25 million. Tyrod Taylor, Chase Daniel, both made $6 million. And then you could throw Eli Manning in there if you want. He made $17 million, but I guess that doesn't really count. <laughs> Point is, yes, $7.5 million seems like a lot of money. And the Raiders have never spent that much on a backup at least over the last five years. But guess what? Over the last five years, they've also had guys like Mike Glennon, A.J. McCarron, E.J. Manuel, Matt McGloin. So you can't really compare those guys to Mariota. Bottom line, in my opinion, quarterback room got better. Finally have a solid backup option. He's going to push Derek Carr. This should definitely fuel Carr to have the best year of his career. And yes, it's year three under the same system, so no more excuses for Derek Carr. With that said, J.J., what do you think about this signing, especially after seeing the contract? Well, like I said before, <laughs> a very good backup quarterback. Yep. And I believe that's what Marcus Mariota is in this league, a backup quarterback. It's crazy to me sometimes how people get caught up in the, oh, we, man, they signed um, – Mariota to come and take the D.C. spot. Did we all watch the tape last year? Yeah. Did we all see Marcus Mariota get beat out by Ryan Tannehill, who was the worst quarterback in the world in Miami, and came over there to Tennessee and beat out the number two overall pick, and everybody's sitting here saying Marcus Mariota is a bust, and he's stinky, and he's terrible, and then he comes over here to the Raiders and signs, and you got people over here talking about, man, he's going to take Derek Carr's spot. Are you guys drunk? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> the only way he sees this football field is if Derek Carr gets hurt. Yeah. I that's agree. the only that's the only way he sees this football field. And as for Raider Nation, you need to pray and hope that that is the only way he sees the football field, too, because he ain't even close to the type of quarterback Derek Carr is. Two completely different quarterbacks. Two completely different quarterbacks. And if you want a quarterback, a franchise quarterback, you want Derek Carr any day over Mariota. But, yes, backup quarterback. If something happens, D.C. goes down, gets hurt. You have a guy that could come in there that could manage some ball games and win win some games for you and help you win some games. So, yes, contract-wise, that's backup quarterback money. 
You know what I mean? Premium. Now you have to say premium because it is top top tier backup quarterback money. But I'm saying he got he got to hit all them incentives. You know yeah. what I mean? And who knows all what they are? Play playing eight games, this amount of passing yards, touchdown. Yeah, who who know who knows what all that is? But they paid him as a backup quarterback. To me, that's what he is in this league right now. You know what I mean? And he may get an opportunity to show himself. You know what I mean? Down the line, but right now he's a backup quarterback in this league. That's what they paid him like, and he's gonna back up Derek Carr unless something happens to DC. I mean, it's no secret. Marcus Mariota wants to start. Duh. That's kind of why I was a little surprised that he even signed with the Raiders. But maybe Gruden told him that, you know, he has a chance to start. We don't know. I know Gruden loved him coming out of college in 2015 because he is an athletic quarterback. And we know Gruden loves his athletic quarterbacks. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, who knows what Gruden is thinking? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Who, who, he's who unpredictable. Knows what he's, he's unpredictable. Yeah, he could be he could be trying to he could get he could get Marcus and be like, look, OK, we're going to play this year out with D.C. then trade him and, and use Marcus. Who knows what he's thinking? Yeah. Nobody knows. But as long as Derek Carr is on the roster, he's yeah. a backup quarterback. Well, this is what Mariota had to say about signing with the Raiders when he spoke to a local station in Hawaii on Tuesday. He actually spoke for a few minutes, but I'm only going to play 45 seconds of it. I, you know what? First and foremost, this is Derek's team. And I understand that. I understand that going in. And um, like I said, I think for me, my priority going into free agency was to be a part of the team that I felt could bring out the best of me and whatever happens whatever comes of that uh, I'm ready for it and but I do know that to play starting quarterback in the NFL to, to be at that spot is not an easy job to do and I think when it comes down to it a strong stable supportive quarterback room makes that job a whole lot easier and that's what we have to do and I'm gonna do my best to support Derek in every uh, possible way that I can and Along with that, I'm just going to try to become the best player that I can be and see where that takes Now, this is similar to what Tannehill said to the media when he signed with the Titans when Mariota was the starter. You know, they're both pros. that's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and, <laughs> and at the same time, they're, you know, they're both pros. They know exactly what to say. And you have to say, you know, this is Derek Carr's team. And Tannehill had to say, oh, this is Mariota's team because it was. So he's, you know, coming here with obviously a ton of respect for Derek Carr. They're both going to push each other and we'll see what what happens? But to be fair, James, to be fair, and, and this is just me playing devil's advocate, Mariota played for three different head coaches and five different offensive coordinators during his time at Tennessee. And how many has Derek Carr had? I know, the same. No, no, no. It's like, it's similar. <laughs> this is why it's crazy. Okay. Right? And, and obviously okay. Derek has had better numbers, but um, he told a local um, station in Hawaii that his number one priority in the free agent process was to find stability somewhere. So you have a you know head coach, you know, that's going to be there for a while. A GM yeah. that's going to be there for a while. Um, but I'm just not looking forward to the drama that we're about to conjure up, that's about to be conjured up during training camp. Well, I mean, it, it is gonna, it's not going to be no drama if Gruden does it the right way. Okay, that's a good way to put it. And what do you mean by that? Saying that DC's my guy? And what, and what I mean by that is when he steps up at the podium, this is Derek Carr's football team. Derek Carr's our starting quarterback, okay. period. Marcus Mariota will back him up. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is Derek Carr's. This is Derek Carr's job. It is no quarterback competition. It is none of that. He's here to back up Derek. If something happens to Derek, Marcus Mariota is going to be well prepared to go out there and show the world what he can do. 
You know what I mean? But if you go up there and you do one of them Gruden things where, oh, yeah, Marcus had a very good day today. Or one day he come out there and the media out there and Marcus taking some reps with the ones and Derek over here taking reps with. Then that's when you start all the controversy. Yeah. But if you go in there and you handle it the right way, like Marcus is doing, Derek, this is Derek's team. Derek is our starting quarterback. Marcus Mariota is here to get better when he's called on to come in and do his job if he's called on, period. But this is D.C.'s team. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, the the last thing that the Las Vegas Raiders need is a quarterback controversy, especially starting fresh, you know, in Las Vegas. Um, But the good news for Carr is, James, is that he has the upside. He actually has the upper hand because not only is he entering the third year in the same system, um, but with OTAs and mandatory minicamp potentially wiped out because of the coronavirus, Mariota is going to be behind entering training camp. And, you know, Gruden's offense is very complex it's not easy to learn so i think that dc is going to be fine even if marcus knew this offense and played in this offense in college with coach gruden (laughs) he's he's not better than dc is what i'm trying to let y'all know see you're close with david carr his older brother and also uh you know dc have you spoke to them about you know this signing because obviously no because to me to me it's not no big deal because to me i watch football games like everybody else watches i watched Derek carr play his best football last year I watched Marcus Mariota get beat out by a guy who probably is not a top 15 quarterback in the National Football League. So, I mean, I'm a realist when it comes to that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not no dude that's going to live back in the past and be looking at the Oregon highlights and all that stuff saying he's going to come in here and take Derek's job. Okay. You know what I mean? I look at that stuff. So, no, I have not talked to them, but I'm a believer in D.C. and I know how special D.C. is. What do you think about Cam Newton being available? Because I know a lot of national media folks are out there saying, man, how have the Raiders or the Chargers or the Patriots not jumped on this signing right now? I know, man. The Raiders need to go sign Cam Newton, too. <laughs> no, <I'll play. laughs> Come on, Please don't man. Say that. Nation. You can't get every quarterback that's out there. But what, what, is, what, what do you think about that? I mean, I'd rather have Cam than Mariota, but then at that time, that's going hey, cor- um, yes, to be a quarterback that's, controversy. That's a quarterback controversy. Now, you're talking about an MVP. You know what I mean? You're talking about, you're talking, you're talking about an MVP. No, but... Yes, I don't. I really do not understand why the Chargers have not come after Cam. I don't understand. And maybe, and maybe they will. Yeah. But teams like the Chargers, even teams like the Bears, mm-hmm. like it, it, it's really, it's really surprising to me that these quarterbacks that play terrible football is getting these opportunities, man. And these other dudes that play very good football are not getting the opportunities, man. And it's crazy. Like, you couldn't tell me you want Nick Foles over Cam Newton. Yeah, you can't tell me that either. <laughs> no. You know, but it's but it's, it's just crazy. And then the Bears going to trade for him and pay him all that money. But it's just, oh, no, it's crazy to me. But if I'm the Chargers and I've seen – see, this is another thing. I've, I've seen Tyrod Taylor as a starter. Yeah, exactly. In Buffalo, in Cleveland. Yes, he is going to win me nine games at best and not take me anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, You know, like, it's crazy. Like, some of these teams, I don't understand what they think, and that's why I'm going to be a special GM. Watch the tape. (laughs) Watch the tape. Everywhere Tyrod Taylor has been, no disrespect to Tyrod Taylor, everywhere he has been, he has been an average quarterback. He will win eight to nine games a year with Tyrod. He's not going to throw the ball down the field. These receivers are going to be frustrated. Keenan Allen is not used to that. He's used to filthy his whole career. Mm-hmm. 
Get a guy in there that's a winner, that's going to win some ball games, that is very versatile, that you're going to and, and use Cam. Yeah. I don't understand why the Chargers have not signed Cam. And yet. everybody always says, oh, they're scared because he hasn't been healthy for the last couple of years. Passed he physical. passes physical. Yeah, he passes physical, and apparently it all looks good. So a healthy Cam Newton, I'm taking over a lot of these guys any day. All right, we have to take a quick break. And when we come back, J.J. will give his take on some of the other Raiders free agent signings. And if he still wants the Raiders to go with the Ferrari in the first round of the NFL draft. That and more when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Hey, Blue Wire listeners. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you may be thinking there's nothing to bet on. Well, guess what? You're wrong. Our exclusive partner still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or why don't you let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack? Oh, and get this, it's open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. And how about this? If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Yeah, you can bet on the weather. So why don't you visit their website and join today and receive, get this, it's no longer a 50% welcome bonus. It's a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So you cannot beat that. Be sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, and receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, that is betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. All right, we are back. Now, if we were putting together an all-hands team for wide receivers, Nelson Aguilar would not be on that list. (laughs) I know, I'm such a hater, but you guys all know, Raider Nation, you know how I feel if you listened to the last couple episodes. But guess what, Raider Nation? He's on your roster. Now, after seeing the details of his contract, though, I'm not mad anymore. He signed a one-year deal worth just over a million dollars, just $1.05 million, with 887000 guaranteed. That is nothing. That is just above, you know, league minimum for somebody who's played as long as he has. Uh, I think he was drafted one in 2015. Anyway, so he's taking a one-year prove-a-deal. You know, the numbers are just about right for a guy who's competing for the wide receiver four spot on the Raiders roster. So what did you think about this signing, J.J.? Because I'm sure it's not the wide receiver or the free agent wide receiver you were hoping they would sign. But here we are. Well, so this is the thing with Nelson and just just watching film on Nelson and, and being real close to Nelson Aguilar. This is the thing with him. When he's on, he's very good. When he's off. He's very bad. He's very bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I just think if Nelson can come in there and have that confidence and they get him involved in football games, it'd be a very good addition. Mm-hmm. But if he comes out there and they don't really use him and he gets in the game third quarter or something like that and they want him to just be special and make some plays, that's probably not going to happen. I know. And, and you know this, Derek Carr needs reliable receivers. <laughs> but for... <laughs> In my opinion, for him to take a deal like that, no, for him to take a deal like that with that tight money. It's chump change for him. That means that Coach Coach Gruden and them told him that they are going to give him every 
single opportunity to make some plays and be on this team. Okay. There's no there's no way you sign a $1 million deal somewhere. Like, I'm not saying he balled out last year, but he easily could have got two years, seven million somewhere. Oh, so, facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could have yeah. got way more money than he got. No, facts. That's you true. know what I mean? So to come in there and take that deal like that, like the coaches and the GM and owner and all that must have told him, lucky man. Take this. You're going to have any and every opportunity to go out here and prove yourself and, and show and show what you can do. But a healthy Nelson Aguilar and a Nelson Aguilar that's confident and playing at a high level could be very good for the Raiders, especially at that price. But at the same time, we haven't seen it since 2017. And in 2017, he didn't put up ridiculous, crazy numbers, but he was a yeah. big part of their Super Bowl winning team. And he but hasn't you been seen, good you, since you've then. Seen the, you've seen the flashes. You've seen the, you've seen the explosiveness. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, even even when even when they won the Super Bowl, I mean, he was a key part yeah, in that offense when they won the Super Bowl. He they was. were trying to get him the ball in the slot. You know what I mean? He was a he was a big 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 uh, key to that team. So, like I said, a healthy Nelson Aguilar man could be very good for the Raiders. I mean, I talked to him a lot last year. His knee was busted up. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, he was in and out of games, didn't play in a lot of games, got in some games, and just just couldn't go. You know what I mean? So, a healthy Nelson. Will help the Raiders. Yeah. I was just saying how, like, oh, God, Derek Carr has needed a reliable receiver for the last couple of years, and inconsistency is not what we need at the moment. But yeah. like I said, when he's good, he's good. Or like you said, when he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's bad. So hopefully we get the good version of Nelson, especially on this cheap contract. And you're getting a former first-rounder yeah. at a ridiculously cheap price. So you can't be mad at that if you're Raider Nation. A lot of people were scratching their heads at first, but now— once you saw the numbers, you're like, never mind, I'll take it. That's cheap. And the guy that we wanted was a Robbie Anderson, but he signed a two-year, $20 million deal with the Panthers. And um, the Raiders weren't about to pay that. And I'm not mad at them at all when you have a deep wide receiver class for the 2020 NFL draft. So, Robbie signed two-year 20? Two-year 20, I think 12 mil guaranteed as well. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would think Robbie would get more than that. You think? No, because uh, literally the 2020 NFL draft class has driven the wide receiver free agent market down. I, like it took forever for these guys to get signed because everyone's like, "I'm waiting for the draft. We don't got to sign y'all." I understand that, but it's it's still you still know what you're getting. You know what I mean? Like when you sign Robbie Anderson. You know what you're getting. When you sign Emmanuel Sanders, you know what you're getting. You sign Randall Cobb, you know what you're getting. You sign Amari Cooper, you know what you're getting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could you could you could sign you could sign one of these dudes, man, and they'd be a bust. You don't know. So my thing is go shoot your shot at these free agents that you know what you're getting. Now I'm very angry at the Packers and the Raiders. Why? Because you think that's super cheap? The Raiders weren't yes. going to pay that. The Raiders weren't going to pay that. They weren't going to pay you that. You mean to tell me you couldn't go Robbie two years, 20? Actually, if you go see what they got right now left over for the $50 million cap, they have spent it all. <laughs> I don't care what they got, man. They spent it all already on these uh, You could move agents. stuff around and be able to make that happen two years, 20. Tyrell Williams is getting 11 mil. I guess you're right. And put that speed on the field. So now I really know what the Raiders are going to do. They're taking yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, we're not going to get into all the free agent signings because uh, I already did that in the two previous pods. But I do want to highlight a few key guys. And we're going to start at linebacker. Whoop, whoop. 
Okay, the Raiders, I'm so excited, <laughs> have made major upgrades uh, at the linebacker spot when they signed, you know, the big ticket free agent, my guy, Corey Littleton, and also adding Nick Kwiatkowski. So what did you think about these additions? Were you pumped? Were you surprised? Were you not surprised? I was surprised at the money they got Littleton for. It wasn't a lot. Wasn't a lot at all. Yeah. And I was very surprised at that. But when I seen Blake Martinez signed to the Giants for $30 million, I kind of, okay, that's the linebacker right. market, you know, yeah. this this year. So for the Raiders to get a linebacker that can come down and cover, like I've been saying, mm-hmm. the, the game has changed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a couple teams, the Titans, and, you know, a couple teams like to run the ball down your throat. But – this is a passing league, mm-hmm. and you need a linebacker that can go sideline to sideline and cover. And the Raiders got that in Corey Littleton, man, for for very cheap or not. I won't say cheap, but for a very good price. Yep. And that's a big addition. You got your key piece in the middle of your defense for a very long time. You know, you got a pass rusher that you can build around. Now you got a linebacker that you can build around. So. I'm, I loved what the Raiders did going after him, man, and being able to get him and put him in the middle of that D. And which pass rusher exactly you're talking about? You talking about the Farrell or Max Crosby? Oh man, you know I'm talking about Max, man. Farrell got to show me more, man. Right, exactly, exactly. And you, you know, you were talking about Blake Martinez, your boy, and how he was super durable, always available. Well, not sure if you knew this, but in Corey Littleton's four-year career, he has never missed a game due to injury. That's what you want. And that's what you want. And also, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, he earned the highest tackling grade in the NFL. So you also are getting yourself a sure tackler. There you go. That's what you need. Yeah. That's what you need. Get your hands on him. Take him down. <laughs> You've seen on on film how many missed tackles <laughs> the Raiders have had in recent years. But anyways, you got a sure tackler in Corey Littleton and a guy who could cover sideline to sideline, et cetera. So we're pumped about that. All right. So who were the head scratchers for you or were there any? Um, an Eli Apple, maybe a Jason Witten, maybe <laughs> Nick O'Leary. I don't know. He's going to be battling for a roster spot at camp. Um, Carl Nassib. I mean, any head scratchers? Oh, I, I like the Carl Nassib and all that because you need depth at that position too. But um, I kind of like the Jason Witten too, just because Jason Witten for a leader. Get in your mic. Oh my! my you my you mic. went all the way back. Later, man. My butt was hurting sitting right here. <laughs> um. Um, like I was saying, I like the Carl Nassar because you need depth at that position. The Jason Witten, when I first heard it, I was like, uh, what are we doing? I was scratching my head. But then again, I'm like, man, you always need leaders in the locker room. And a coach on the field. You got a coach on the field. Yeah, you have a very big time tight end in Darren Waller. You know what I mean? Who better to have in the locker room next to a man than Jason Witten, man, and be able to give him some knowledge and all that type stuff. But you know, let's just let's just keep it all the way three hundred now. You know what I'm saying? Jason Witten running like a snail out there. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> he looks like JJ. I'm just kidding. You know what I'm saying? So we're not saying you know that he's going to be a passing game like that. But to add another element of tight end to the blocking, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You go two tight ends. You got a very good pass pass catcher, and you got a very good blocker. So you know, but not only that, like you said, coach on the field, coach in the locker room. You know what I mean? Come in there and, and make sure the young guys is, is doing right. I also think he could probably be used 
in the red zone because you know the Raiders had trouble scoring. Do you what do you think? You think I'm crazy? I mean, he had a couple touchdowns last year in the red zone. <laughs> he still had 63 catches or 60 something catches. I mean, he's not he's not completely washed. Yeah, he's slower, but I'm not saying nobody's washed in the NFL. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, I don't see him. I don't see him playing a lot. I, I honestly just see him being a coach on the field and and Gruden likes his his you know Gruden grinders and I feel he's a football guy and I think That's he just it. wanted to add him. Just to just to add him as a mentor piece. And a lot did listen, and a lot of coaches like guys like Jason Witten because Jason Witten is gonna make sure that what the head coach is saying, the team is doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he's gonna make sure whatever message Coach Gruden is giving, he's gonna make sure that message is given in the locker room as well, too. And you need guys like that. And there's a lot of teammates and all that that might be looking at like, shut up, bro. You little coach's pet and all that yeah. type of But you still need guys like that in the locker room. And a lot of guys, you know, they get signed off that, man. And Seriously. I feel like this is one of those. He's a future Hall of Famer. And honestly, you have guys like Foster Moreau and Darren Waller who can pick his brain and Darren Waller will tell you that he has not even scratched the surface of his potential and that he is going to be up in Jason Witten's grill <laughs> asking a lot of questions I really see that happening and I think it's a good addition and it's worth the uh, amount of money they're paying him because that's basically the going rate for a future Hall of Famer in my opinion yeah. got him for one year 4.7 million all right so overall how would you grade the Raiders 2020 free agent class. They definitely missed out on some big name free agents, yeah. like at corner, especially. Yeah. I would give them I would give them a B just because they were able to get the middle linebacker. It was gonna be it was gonna be tough to get the middle linebacker and the corner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And all that, but you know, you got you got some depth at at the defensive end position, pass rushers. You got depth at the linebacker uh, position, you know, and then you added some depth at the tight end position, and obviously a very productive backup quarterback. So I would give them a B in free agency, and I'm gonna give them an A in the draft if they go ahead and do what they I said they was gonna do. Okay. Well, with that said. You know, they obviously still need a number one receiver. They need a number one corner. Those are the two biggest needs entering this NFL draft. Are you still sticking with the Ferrari? 100%. (laughs) Man, go get CeeDee Lamb or Judy at 12 and go get Henry Ruggs at 19 and turn this offense into something that's way better (laughs) than... The greatest show on turf. <laughs> okay, but, but but here's the problem, James. The 49ers now have the 13th pick after trading DeForest Buckner to the Colts. So they're definitely going to get a wideout. So now that's like, that could be a, a Judy or a Ruggs. And I actually think that Ruggs, and there's a lot of talk out there, that Ruggs legit may end up being the first wide receiver taken off the board. People are saying that. If Ruggs is the first wide receiver taken off the board... <laughs> then whoever's behind them people taking rugs mm-hmm. just hit the jackpot with Judy, with Judy and Lamb. Because when you just talk about strictly wide receiver mm-hmm. ability, I mean, he's not he's not messing with those two dudes. When it comes to route running, when it comes to making the big boy catch, when it comes to breaking tackles, when it comes to he's he's not those two guys. But if you just want a guy that's going to fly down the field, Mm-hmm. Blow the top off that thing, and yeah, he'll t- he'll he'll catch some slants every now and then. But he's not better than those two dudes in front of him. But if you could get both, 
win-win. Okay, but how about if you could only get CD, and when you pick at 19, Judy and Ruggs are not available, so now do you change your draft strategy go and go to corner? Now, yes, I got to go get a corner now. Okay. If, bo- if, if, I, if both those guys, I mean, if one of those guys are gone at 19, then yeah, I got to go get a corner. That's what I would do because I wouldn't stretch and jump up there to get one of these other wide receivers because I'm looking at fit and mm-hmm. I'm looking at you got Tyrell Williams who's fast and can run routes. You got Judy or Lamb who's big time playmaker that can run routes and then you get another guy that can blow the top off it. Then you got Nelson Aguilar coming in there to work the slots. You got Hunter Renfro coming in there to work the slot. The depth at wide receiver and we ain't even talking about the run game and the O-line. But if you can't get rugs at 19 – then you go get a number one corner. Mm-hmm. And here's what sucks, though. If you look at the draft, you have Jeff Okuda from Ohio State, and he's like in a league of his own, and he'll yeah, be off the board. He's going to be gone. And yeah. he's going to be off the board. So you have guys like C.J. Henderson and, and Christian Fulton um, that are will be available at 19. Is, do you? I don't know if you've watched any film on those two guys. Do you have a preference with either guy, Henderson or Fulton? I don't. And and to be honest with you, besides Okuda, there is no game changing corner in this draft to be on at least at least coming out of college right now that you could just say, man, he going to change the game. One of them might turn into that. You know what I mean? I don't know which one that is, but there really isn't another top corner in this draft. So that's another thing that you would you would have to consider. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, do we want to reach and get one of these corners that maybe might not be a top dude like that, but he might be the best available player on the board? Or do we want to go get a safety or, you know, an outside linebacker or something like that? You know what I mean? To put out there. So, you know, they'll have some options at 19, but I'm hoping Henry Ruggs is available and you get Henry Ruggs and C.D. Lamb or Judy and Ruggs. All right, so last thing before we let you go. You're going to be a GM one day. Uh, at least yep. that's what you hope. <laughs> no, we're going to speak it into existence. James Jones will be a GM one day. Um, and the GMs, they want the draft move back because of the you know, coronavirus. It's caused yeah. teams to change their typical pre-draft strategies, their yeah. pre-draft work in preparation for the draft, like like pre-draft workouts, uh, physicals, psychology tests. Um, yeah, that's tough. And so they believe, you know, there's not enough verified information to make great decisions, especially if these, you know, stay-at-home orders are extended and the NFL facilities uh, continue to be shut down. Even one GM said, this isn't fantasy football. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but of course, the NFL still plans to hold the draft as planned starting April 23rd. So which side are you on? The GM side or the NFL side? I'm on the GM side 100%. And the reason why I say that is because I, I'm very close with, with a lot of scouts. And two of my favorites are Alonzo Highsmith and Sammy Seal. And... One thing they always used to tell me is they they used to tell me, you don't get credit for drafting a number one uh, first round guy and he turned out to be a Hall of Famer or he turned out to be very good. Everybody knew that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, if he came in and he was a bust, then, yeah, people don't know that. But if he come in and you hit him, everybody knows that. That's why he went in the first. Yeah. He said, you get paid off of getting these dudes in the second, third, fourth, fifth round and they come in to be stars like a max crosby 
that that's where that's where you get that's where you get your get your bread from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's how you get your name out there. I drafted James Jones in the third round. He went on to have a very good career. I drafted Max Crosby in the fourth round. He went our fifth, whatever he went, and he went on to have an excellent career. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's where you get paid at. So I felt bad for him because you cannot go work these dudes out privately. That's going in the second, third, fourth, fifth round and things like that. Guys that you had watched film on and had your eye on that other people may not have had their eye on. And you think, but, and you can't go talk to them mm-hmm. and you can't go watch them work out and perform and all that. And to me, number one, that hurts the players, but yeah, it hurts the GMs and the scouts and all that as well. So in my humble opinion, yes, push that back. So we can possibly, when all this stuff is done, whenever it's done, maybe get a couple workouts in with some guys that we like and be able to talk to some of these guys in face-to-face and all that and put together a strategy for the draft. I wonder if the GMs will put pressure, of uh, GMs and owners put pressure on Roger Goodell um, and NFL officials. We'll if see. They come, if they come together, they can. Apparently, according to the report, they unanimously all agreed that it should be pushed back and they still yes. were like yeah we haven't made a decision no it's still the 23rd yeah, man this is this is a big time of the year man teams are trying to make the, the our organization is trying to make their teams better with these picks exactly so and you only get seven eight of them exactly so we'll see what happens this should be interesting uh it's already going to be an all television um nfl draft did you hear that like over the weekend they I decided know. to cancel everything in vegas and just make it inside a, a tv studio yeah oh no you work for the nfl network what the hell are they doing james yeah i don't know man you can't I tell me know. you can't tell me Charlotte, you see how i'm in the house just like you <laughs> <laughs> you've been quarantined away from the studio <laughs> that's it i don't know what's going on oh okay well you're always the last to know anyways even if like the nfl network had like this big meeting about them moving the yeah, nfl draft you know me. i don't be i don't be checking all that stuff <laughs> You're awful. Okay, well, I love your insight. Uh, James Jones, guys, still wants the Raiders to go after the Ferrari in the first round of the draft. We'll see what happens. It should be interesting. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. If you haven't done so already, please rate us and write a review. We would really appreciate it. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out. Peace.